Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your host, Sean X Pac Wolfman. Welcome to X Pac 12360, everyone. Right here on the Jericho Network on Westwood One. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I didn't forget to say Jericho Network and Westwood One this time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, a lot going on. I uh, had a had a, a really good weekend with a really like uh, really scary hour there on uh, on Saturday. I lost Lula for <sighs> for an hour, and it was just absolutely the worst. Yeah, Nick Houseman's joining us. He, he can you hear us, Nick? Yeah, I, I mean, I just heard what you just said about yes. Lula. Yeah. I know that that dog is everything to you. I mean, were you even the same person for that hour? It was the worst. If you talk to people at, like, Glacier was there, QT Marshall. I was at their school. Um, they have a, they have a school uh, that's, that's inside this NFL Combine training facility outside of uh, Atlanta. It's an amazing facility. They have a great school there. And, um, and so I did my, I was teaching my seminar and, you know, it's all enclosed there. And so Lou was just kind of running around and next thing you know, uh, Bill Barron's, my agent happened to be there too. And, uh, one of my agents, um, and all of a sudden he goes, where's Lula? And she was just, she was gone. She'd vanished and it just, things went south quick. Like I, I, I lost it. I was really, uh, I mean, she was nowhere to be found, you guys. She, um, and they looked everywhere and over and over again to the point where, okay, now people are in their vehicles. There might, there's like a dozen, maybe 15 people out, like in vehicles, scouring the whole, you know, the whole area onto the freeway, everything. And, uh, and I'm even in the back of a truck and I'm yelling, you know, and, 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 you know, I'm not one to do this even. And, and I got down on my knees in the back of this truck and I was like praying to God, making deals with God. And, uh, I don't do those type of things. And so, um, uh, we got back after like, you know, we didn't find her and, and, um, you know, so they looked at the surveillance camera footage and they could see her run towards the door and then run back in. And, and so they said, she's got to be in here somewhere. So we went looking everywhere again. And finally, there's this one door that no one could look in because it has a keypad lock on it and it's been locked the whole time. So they get the, um, you know, they think they can hear something in there. And so they get the, they call someone and get the, the, the combination. Open the door and there she is. Uh, <laughs> and I, I find out how she got in there in the I, I'm not, I don't know. 
but Let's here see. I am, and 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 I'm making all these deals. But God, now I got to keep. So. <laughs> so it, well, maybe it was a blessing in disguise. Was she just chilling, or was she? She like, wasn't happy. She, okay. I mean, she was happy to see me. And you know how she makes all those noises. But if I've yeah. been out of the room for a while, like, yeah, like you know, she was, she wasn't, she wasn't that upset. Considering she was locked in that closet for a better part of an hour. She got crazier when you left her in the hotel in Manhattan. Absolutely. <laughs> Is Absolutely. Is the first time she's ever, like, wandered off? Like the well, I mean, time? you know, I mean, she didn't really wander up that far. And if I had been paying attention to her, she wouldn't have wandered off. You know? <laughs> she's like, it, I'm going to show you. And, and, you know, yeah. I So this, that was awful. It was absolutely awful. Any, any, feed, any feedback, Nick? <laughs> any, any feedback on how you nearly lost your dog? No, yes. I was just like really scared that when you opened the door, that Lula was going to be like handcuffed to the ceiling and uh, Kai and Ty or something. Be there with the <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wow. She has no wee wee to choppy chop. Cho- Actually, she's got a little tutu down there that could probably. <laughs> Any not anymore. Not anymore. Kai and Ty got to her. That whatever you're. I don't even know what you're talking about, oh, but that Lord. is gone. I. I mean, like, and then you know when 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 I seen her, like I finally I lost. I. I mean, I started bawling, oh, crying, oh, yeah. and I'm down on my knees and I'm hugging her, and like people want to come up and touch me. I'm like, get the f away from me. I need a second. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> like please, Jesus. I've seen that side of you. It's it's amazing because you are like one of the nicest people, but. If somebody kind of gets in your space like that, especially when you're you're with Lula. I yeah. remember we went to the sushi restaurant here when you came to Chicago, and they were going to let you sit with your dog, and you were not having that, Sean. You exactly. Put your foot down and said, I am eating this sushi with my dog. Here's my paperwork. Yeah, I and I even at okay, we're in Chicago, <laughs> and uh, and uh, so when I was doing the the Royal Rumble viewing party with Nick, right, uh, and we go into the sushi restaurant, and they're like, you can't can't have her and i pull out my service animal thing and they're like no you can't have her maybe you take something to go i said i don't think you understand federal law dictates that i can bring her in here and eat in your restaurant is there a problem i don't problem know if you can tell that? by the way sean's speaking but nobody in this restaurant spoke english so anyway continue. <laughs> i and i probably i'm paraphrasing anyways <laughs> anyways i got my way definitely yeah yeah, yeah. per so. usual yeah but um anyways there's a lot you know uh, a lot happened uh Oh, also, I had a really, uh, I had a really good match after that. After we, after found you lost Lula. her, yeah, I drove to this place called Canton, Georgia, and I had a match for a promotion called Georgia Premier Wrestling, and I was in a six man, and it was with this team called Georgia Heat, who they're over in their little, in their in their area, so okay. that's good, and I worked with uh, QT Marshall. Uh, who who's a guy like he's done some ROH stuff and he's pretty solid. Um, not pretty solid. He is very solid. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this big dude, this big monster, like three hundred and like close, like three fifty easy, and it does strongman stuff. His name was Cyrus, I think he called himself, and uh, he was really good. And there was some another guy. Uh, we had a really good match, uh, but there was this one guy, Nick. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a uh, a guy named Cousin Shaggy? He does a hillbilly gimmick down in like the Georgia area. 
I haven't, but I like the name a lot, and I'm a big fan of hillbillies, so I'm all ears. I he's a legit hillbilly. Like like the it's not a gimmick. The guy is legit hillbilly. Like um, and he has no teeth, and he looks like he's about legit sixty five years old. Oh, okay. I know exactly. What you, I know that in my head, it's like I'm in Appalachia right now. There's a big steel pot. I don't really know what the head so, of what animal that is in there. Got it. I'm right there with you. So, but and he's really skinny. He's like a, um, anyways, he's like 205 live size. Okay. But when you look at this guy, you're going like, there's no. The guy has no teeth. He's got gray hairs. Like it's just, um, he went out and he killed it, and he was over, and uh, it it blew me away. And uh, he got back, and I'm like, how old are you, man? He goes, 38. What? And I just started dying laughing. I said, I'm 45. (laughs) (laughs) I said, forgive me, uh, you know, for for stating the obvious, but you don't look your age at all. (laughs) Wow. It's fine. You're not the first big-name wrestler to accidentally say something on the slide of somebody. Yesterday, Robbie E., I was talking to him. Yes. He, He said I looked tubby. He said, I mean, he like straight up called me fat in an interview. It's the only wow. time I've ever been called fat in an interview. It made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, but Robbie. Did he say fat or did he say tubby? Because tubby's, you know, more nice. A nicer. jolly version of fat? Yeah, that's a nice. He, he said that based on my Skype picture, it looked like I had eaten too much during the holidays, which oh. is like a nice way of being like, you look like a tubby fat guy, right? Yeah. Which is why I'm in the gym now, because I feel fat. Well, motivation. Oh, is that why you just <laughs> got back from the gym? That and that and Liz wants me to be working out. So uh-huh. this is my fourth time in the gym in eighth days. Hey, so but you know, the- you know, I, I, I like to I like I borrowed this quote from somebody. Uh, you can't out train a bad diet, Nick. Yep. Try, man. Lots of water. Tons of water. I'm off the fast food. I never drank soda anyway. I go into the gym about every other day, That's three times good. a week. Yeah, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm inspired by you, Sean. Right? I mean, we all say <laughs> nice things about you. It's your show. But you're a guy. I mean, I've seen the. I've seen the photo. There was like the fat X Pac photo where you're in your singlet from Raw. And oh Ray, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. Like pointed, you point. You pointed it out on Twitter, and you're like, I'm glad I'm not that guy anymore. I'm, I was starting to see photos where I was looking like, you know, fat X Pac in a singlet. Sure. And I was like, time to make a change. Because that's not. That's not just fat. It's skinny fat, and you don't want that. Yeah, I know. It's all, well, it's because I'm a craft beer guy, yeah. right? Like that's my. That's like my big thing that is bad for me that I drink yeah. all the time. So. Lots of leg lifts, lots of crunches. I'm sure this is exactly what your podcast audience wants right now, right? Yes. Yeah. It is. yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, hey, I'm, since you said that, let's get to some news. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a huge week for news, Sean. It Daniel is. Bryan, I don't know if you know this or not, he's he's going to come back and wrestle now. I I heard like I heard there was a big scuttle, but is that what that is that what that was about? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Come on, WWE. I'll do it right now. I'm going to take come over. on. It, I'll take over your podcast here. Yesterday, WWE.com put out an official statement announcing that Daniel Bryan has been medically cleared to return to in-ring action for WWE. They put it out at about 2 o'clock, five hours before uh, SmackDown took over the air. And uh, that is literally the only thing we wrote about on WrestleZone for about five straight hours was just reactions from every kind of superstar uh, coming back. I I mean, you know, I'll flip it here you a little bit but i mean how how are you are you surprised by this hey nick and don't think i didn't notice that's all you guys covered yesterday (laughs) (laughs) that that was it you know it's like we were trying to get some stuff out there but man this is one of those things it's it's one of those you know every so often a story comes along that just touches every single person in wrestling and some people a little bit heavier than others and there was just so many people i mean you had 
Brie, his wife, doing this emotional response. You have Triple H, his former nemesis, who's, you know, welcoming him back. You've got Paige, who's dealing with her own neck issues right now, saying that Daniel Bryan coming back gave her hope. I mean, there was like a million, there was like a 20-sided die of different perspectives on what Daniel Bryan's return meant to different people. I mean, what did it mean to you? Well, I don't I was just really, really happy for him, man. Just to 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 to, to simplify my uh, my answer to your question, like I just all I could do is just have a feel good moment for uh, for Brian. Like I can understand, I totally can understand, like uh, because I have like I deal with some of those issues, you know. Um, like I know, like I know how scary that can be. Uh, just the prospect of like you know what you know what's in store for the, for the future or things like that and also like okay my i just you know i i had to i just had to quit doing what i love doing and uh and not on my own terms and so um i'm really happy that it turned out this way instead of brian having to leave wwe to uh do what he wants to do to be happy now, when, when Daniel was going through all this, you know, he was fighting to try to get back into the ring. Obviously, you know, you're close with, with Hunter. Yeah. Um, what was what was his vibe through this? I, I've never really gotten a, a, an idea of, you know, we all heard Daniel Bryan about his struggle, how hard he was trying to get them to clear him. We never really, we never really hear anything from WWE management. I mean, what was their struggle like uh, going through these last two years? That's a good question, Nick. I, I didn't really... Uh... I didn't really pry when it came to that type of stuff, but I just know that, you know, um, I, I just know that, like, it was that. Everyone knows that it's that important to to, to Daniel, to Brian, yeah. you know? Um, I, I don't really dig as much as you would think I would into things like that. I know, that's why they like you. Yeah. <laughs> well, some of them. <laughs> some do, some don't. <laughs> well, now that he's back, though, I mean, we are on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. Everybody wants to know what he's going to do at Mania. I mean, uh, it does seem like after SmackDown with uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beating him down, there's going to be something there with those two. Do you think there's going to be? A, do you think? Do you guys think there's going to be a? Um, do you think he's going to be in a match, actually? Yeah. yeah, I think so. With all the hype, yeah. it would be like kind of silly not to put yeah. him on the card, yeah. especially right now. Because you know that when he comes out, he is going to get the biggest pop of the night. I yeah. feel compared to anybody else at Mania, it's going to be Daniel yeah. Bryan. Oh, my God, he's back. Yeah. Especially in New Orleans where he won the title. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the yeah. rumors, they say it's going to be Sami Zayn, um, Kevin Owens, and Daniel Bryan, and um, Shane. It's gonna be yeah, a tag match. A tag match. That's wow. the that's the rumors. Well, oh, that's not too surprising. I mean, Sean, you pointed out a while ago you thought Shane was getting ready for another big match for Mania, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. I saw. You know, as soon as I saw the like, you know, he was looking yoked, pretty jacked up. I'm like, you know, um, it was, and he kind of he kind of implied as much when I saw him. What was it last week? Two weeks ago. Okay. When we were at SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah, we had a nice conversation. And uh, he looked—he looks really good, man. He looks yeah. really solid and really good shape. Um, so yeah, yeah. I—I I, I knew right. I knew when I saw him. A few, like I said, when when you, you know what you're talking about. When I mentioned that a few months ago, like yeah, yeah. He, I knew right then. I, okay. I was a hundred percent sure of it, Nick. 
Well, and, you know, the thing about Daniel Bryan is, you know, he infamously, like, hid seizures. It sounded, you know, like it was really bad. You know, there was good reason to yeah. keep him away from the ring. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm really happy, obviously, he got cleared. Yeah. There's nothing this man obviously wants more to do than wrestle. But as you've said, you've, you've dealt with similar symptoms and things like that. Watching Daniel Bryan get to fly around on Tuesday night, I mean, throwing those kicks, uh, getting laid out in that pop-up powerbomb onto the ringside apron there, uh, were you happy for him, or were you kind of a little bit like, oh, I, I really hope this guy's not biting off more than he can chew here? No, I was happy for him. Yeah, I... You think... Trust me, I don't think they just... Uh, I don't think they just ran and jumped right into the deep end of the pool right away, Nick. I, think I don't know, was, man. <laughs> don't we, know. That's I, just what we saw. Well, but that's the thing is, like, Paige came back, right? And within two weeks, she was back out, you know? And so, I, I don't know. It's like maybe because I look at the news every single day, yeah. like, too much. You know, I start to kind of see patterns and stuff. And I I, I don't know. I, I, I was watching, and I'm not, you know, I would, <laughs> I've never had a five-star classic or anything. Yeah. But I was watching him throw himself around, you know, he, the way he falls when he goes to do those running corner kicks, you know, fall out on his shoulders there kind of hitting his head off the ropes a little bit. That's always kind of been his style. That's yeah. what that's what led him to having his body get so beat up. I didn't know if you watched it with it through a different eye and felt like maybe I don't know, he was there was any kind of danger there. That's all I was wondering. Uh I wasn't I wasn't as concerned about it. But but I will say this, um comments from a lot of fans were things like, "Oh, it's about damn time." <laughs> Actually, it's Exactly the right time. Not a moment too late um, and not a moment too soon because, um, you know, they had to make really, really sure and, and, and have a lot of different opinions on this, you know. Um, and, you know, I mean, people can selfishly want to see him back in the ring and in a match, but, uh, you know, let's, let's make sure that uh, he can do it and not, you know. Not cause any permanent, you know, well, I damage. Think that was probably that was definitely the pros because he had already had all these doctors that were clearing him. We were basically just waiting on the WWE to clear him. Mm -hmm. And now that they've cleared him and considering how long they waited, I feel like it gives me and it should give other people like a peace of mind, saying yeah. like, okay, they finally did it. Then you know they did it for a reason. Also, we've spoken about this in the past where wrestlers like they come back from an injury or whatever and they have this mentality thing. And I kind of feel like some of the fans that were like maybe a little bit nervous seeing Daniel in the ring, yeah. it's because they kind of had that thing like everybody had been talking about him talking about him whether or not he was medically cleared or not that now everybody's thinking about it or some people are versus others that are not but if you think about it this way instead is think about the fact that Daniel's been the one getting all of these tests done so that's why the the focus is all on him but all these other wrestlers haven't been tested like this so if you think about it like you can find like they've had this discussion before about CTE and you can find traces of it in all athletes. So mm -hmm. it's not just like Daniel Bryan. So this is why we're just thinking about it and seeing it like that's why some people I guess you can say were like cringing or nervous to see him back. Well in the that's it that here's the thing about CTE is it's it's they've they talked about recently being able to detect it in living people, but uh all the athletes they detected in are are deceased. Mm -hmm. Like that's the only way they can find out uh as even up right now, like technically, uh, you have to be dead for them to go in and find out whether you actually had trace, you know, right. had had that going on. 
But so. it, it's different levels too. It depends on like um, I was, uh, there's a study about hockey players who eventually one of them actually committed suicide. And the thing is, he went, fell into depression and all this stuff. So there's this, different symptoms. If you are in a sport where concussions is a thing, you can kind of see certain outliers as far as that. But the yeah. thing also with pages. Um, I know a lot of people have talked about it on the negative sense. When she did come back, she was a little bit heavier. And it's not heavier muscle-wise. So I don't necessarily know she was might have been physically okay to clear, but she might not have been doing all the training necessary, and that uh, might have been the issue. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Sean, did you see the spot where she got kicked from behind by Sasha and she went down? Yeah, I don't know if uh, her being in better shape would have helped her out on that one or not. Yeah, I just think she snapped her neck. I mean, she just whipped her yeah. neck around, right? She's yeah. come back from neck surgery, and I think that she just wasn't expecting the kick, right? Yeah, and and yeah, when you're not when you're first coming back, even if you're at the performance center training all the time, you're not on the road. You're not going to be, uh, you're not, you know, it's 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 just not it's not the same. Yeah, and I same. actually think she came back in in comparable shape. She's gotten a, you know, I hate to say, a little thicker here the past couple of weeks, but. That's because you're not working out. I mean, when you're dealing with a broken neck there, you just can't go to the gym and train the same way. So your body's going to change accordingly with that. So that's my take on it anyway. Um, I did I did want to ask about Daniel Bryan being back now. Uh, before, the big one that was we're never going to see him back was Kurt Angle, right? Yes. Kurt came, yeah. Kurt, Kurt came back. Now now Daniel's back, right? Yes. Um, there's, another, there's a third name out there that's kind of that. I don't know that he would ever come back. But now I'm kind of wondering maybe he, will he come back? And that's that's Tyson Kidd. Have you uh, had a chance to talk to TJ recently, or that's have a any whole, idea of, look, uh, look, uh, Nick, we're, yeah. we're not talking about concussion issues there. I know, but well, ne- but Kurt was neck issues. Daniels was concussions. Okay. Everybody's you know, a little bit different, you know. There's yes, and I have, and I broke my neck twice. I have a, you know, cervical fusion. Uh, you know, I've got. <laughs> I've got uh, titanium and screws in my neck to this day. That caused me problems, actually, still. Um, uh, but what we're talking about here with um, with Tyson Kidd's injury, most people that get that injury die from it. He had a he had a um, I believe it was a fracture of the of the uh, occipital. Vertebrae, like or C C one, like up that high. Yes, that like that's almost like a, he he was almost decapitated. Um, and I know that sounds crazy because you know when they people think of decapitation, they think of like getting your head completely cut off. But no, that like his net, his like skull. Like, did you ever see the? I don't know. Yes. Yeah, it looked It's a way diff it's a whole nother level of neck injuries. Even though they're in the same category, you guys, not gonna happen. I hate to say it. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. I hate I Yeah. I don't want to say no hope, but man, I just think it's crazy in that one particular uh and when I used to like when I first was like trying to give TJ like encouragement, like I didn't understand just how bad the surgery was or how bad the injury was well like i don't know i i watch total divas now totally not just because my girlfriend does um but uh you know on on total divas one of the big storylines actually culminated in the the series finale about a month ago was tyson got back into a ring to help lana train to become a better wrestler and you know he wasn't you know he wasn't flying you know post to post like daniel bryan was i don't think he was leaving his feet but he was in there working with talent and 
I, I don't know. The, was there an issue? Of, Did anyone have an issue with it? Natalia. His wife, yeah. Natty. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, you know, um, but I, I don't, outside of that and the kind of, you know, really reality show drama that was going on, I was shocked to see Tyson or TJ back inside of a wrestling ring in any capacity helping to train wrestlers yeah. and stuff. And that's that's just kind of why I got my brain going a little bit because I, I don't know why they would start playing into that storyline on Total Divas of, mm. you know, Tyson's back into a ring where could this, unless it's just something they think would build buzz. But the man also looks like he wants to, you know, he, he's like Daniel Bryan. You, you can't take the wrestler out of the wrestler, you know? I would be really, really surprised in that particular case. And I don't want to be that guy because I'm a, I, I really, really like uh, TJ. Yeah. A ton, super good guy, and it really breaks my heart that like things got you know that that things got ended for him in that way. But yeah. I, I just think it's kind of crazy to even uh, think about it. Uh, well, uh, am I the one changing topics here? Am I the headline guy? I don't know. What am I? Supposed I don't to know. Wait? Do you Start. want to like? No. What do you have there, TK? Uh, we have Hall of Famer, new Hall of Famer entered. Um, so Mark Henry has been entered into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. So they announced that. And they also announced that um, Edge and Christian are going to be actually inducting the Dudley Bo- Dudley yeah. Boys too. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they put. Uh, I'm glad they did Mark this year. You know, uh, I wish they would have gave him like a little bit better of a send off, like creatively, like in a, in a storyline. Man, it same same goes with Christian, the guy inducting uh, uh, the Dudley Boys to the Hall of Fame. You know, he's another one that kind of just disappeared all of a sudden, was never given a proper send off. I always wondered why that was. Christian and Mark Henry had such great careers. You know, well, Christian's not. Is he done? Yeah. I think well, so. I, last I talked to him, I mean, he seems pretty well just transitioned into dad life now. Yeah. He seems just like barbecue grills and cul-de-sac parties. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I just, uh, Mark's an Olympics, you know. What do you get, the silver or the bronze? Anyways, he medaled in the Olympics. Um, yeah. And uh, he's had, a, I think, a pretty, pretty damn good career. And I really, really enjoyed working with him. Uh, I had matches with him. I'm, I'm going to, for instance, uh, I had a handicap match, China and I versus Mark Henry. That was amazing. Um, uh, I had a tag match with Mark Henry. It was unfortunately on, on the same pay-per-view that Owen passed away on, and it was uh, it was Kane and I versus Mark Henry and, uh, uh, and D'Lo, and we opened the show for the tag titles, and it was great. And I so... Um, and and I didn't put out a, <laughs> and I maybe I should have anyways, uh, but there's so many people that congratulated Mark on Twitter, and uh, I I neglect I I didn't neglect to I I purposely avoided it just so people didn't uh, didn't bring up to me dressing up in blackface like Mark. That's what I was gonna bring up. I swear, as soon as you took a breath, I was gonna I be just like, didn't, Let's talk about that. You know? you know, not that I'm afraid. Like I I don't avoid. It's just you know. I just wanted. I, I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to insert that into the uh, Hall of Fame conversation. Yeah, well, I'll I, insert it. How did Mark feel about that? Have you talked about that? He, Have you guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. He was. He was fine with it. Like um, even later on, when like I saw him, God, uh, Godfather and uh, and Ron Simmons talking about it on a table for three, and they were all like, "Oh, you know, it was wasn't coming from a." 
that but I still I'm not fine with it now. Yeah. That's all. You know, and there was nothing bad meant by it. It's just now the things I know now, like I'm a little bit, you know, embarrassed by it. <laughs> the social conscious has changed over the it past has. year. Yeah, yeah, it has. It has. My favorite uh, Mark Henry moment there was when he was doing the strength of feats and he would get the pan and bend the pan. I remember seeing that and being yeah. like, oh my God, that's insane. Oh, that's something I missed. One of my memorable Mark Henry moments for me personally. And, you know, well, he was such a champ at, like, uh, doing that stuff with Mae Young and all that. Like, I, I, th- I thought he did a great job on, on all that stuff. I will uh, I will share. I was actually, I, I think it was Mark Henry's, I think it was his first time ever in a WWE ring in, in public. This was 20-plus years ago. I was a little kid. Uh, but he's from Houston. I'm from Houston. Oh, we used right. to go to all the Houston Summit uh, house shows uh, down there. And Mark came out. Uh, this was before he was on TV. Did a little interview with Jerry Lawler. Wearing the uh, all-American tracksuit, head to toe, all-America, and uh, it was—I'll we- never forget this because Mark was out there interviewing Jerry Lawler, and out of nowhere, uh, through the entrance ramp, uh, this casket shot down the entrance ramp, and behind it was Mankind and Paul Bearer at the time, and they came out for whatever reason, confronted Mark Henry. It's the first time I ever saw the world's strongest slam. He hit Mick on it, rolled him into the casket, and put him in the back. So. I, I want to ask Mick if he remembers this. I, I'm going to get to see him here in a couple of weeks. But that is uh, that is my earliest uh, Mark Henry moment uh, memory, and I think it was I think it was like the first time he was ever in a WWE ring. Wow! I met Mark at Madison Square Garden. He was uh, still doing. He hadn't. He was still training for the Olympics. He was oh. about ready to go do the Olympics. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he was with Mario Di Pasquale, who was the head of our uh, our drug testing. Uh, program back then so yeah um, so wwe had their eye on him for a long time then yeah well they signed him while he was still training for the while he was on the olympic team they signed him to a 10-year million dollar contract oh wow yeah but that's only a hundred thousand dollars a year but still but back then well even back then that's really not that much Look, pans. dude, hundred grand in a year right now. I, I will take it. Uh, I'll bid frying pans. I'm yeah, working man. up to it, man. Yeah, it all sounds good until you take out all your expenses, your road expenses. Yeah, uh, no, but I'm very happy for Mark. I, I, that was the thing is, I saw people were like, "Has this guy really had a Hall of Fame worthy career?" Absolutely. And it's like, come on, guys. Of course he has. He's been in countless memorable angles. And I'm. What do you think? Should he wear the salmon jacket to the Hall of Fame ceremony? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. That's what he wore when he fake retired and then beat up John Cena, right? Oh, yes. That yeah. is correct. I think he looks great in that. Best angle he's ever done was that angle. Yeah. Who inducts him, do you think? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it should be you and Blackface. I think you come out, you bury the hatchet, you know? No, like a, a that's, yeah, that's, in, uh, that's not Whoopi a good Goldberg idea. situation? Yeah, yeah, that didn't work out too well. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's not good. Yeah, we're idea. good. <laughs> Either way, they you also had it. a really awesome video package for him. I really liked how they pieced together, like, like how they were saying, like, when he was like, I had just seen that footage for me was awesome, like, seeing him lift stuff, and I was, like, so impressed. Is that everyone that's going in the Hall of Fame then this year? I think that's it. That's the yeah. full, the full yeah. camera of them. Yeah. Should be a good Hall of Fame. Hmm. All right. So what else is going on? Um, so not only is he a wrestler, he's going to be into going into business as well. Ray Mysterio. Uh, he's going to be a co-owner for Our Lucha, uh, which is a promotion that started out uh, last year. Yeah. Yep. Someone on Aralucha staff. Yeah. 
Well, I'm pretty excited, that's for sure. I can tell you that. Um, when I read the news about Rey Mysterio being a co-owner, I was just, like, super ecstatic because I was, like, being a part of our lucha and then seeing somebody like Rey Mysterio come in is really exciting for the future of the company. And the other cool thing that they're doing is the fan-owned lucha company where people can uh, give money, and then obviously there's, like, certain tiers where you're, you own the company, you get to make some decisions and there's like a bunch of like information more on like certain tiers how much you pay what you can get which is pretty cool honestly like hearing about this and seeing it all kind of pieced together like as a fan as some and as somebody working for the company i can't help but to be like super excited about it yeah this this um having having ray uh as as a as a co-owner of of the company and uh and then uh them doing a pu- them them doing a public offering, there there was a recent change in like securities and exchange commission uh, um, regulations that now allow for like a million dollars to be raised in in this manner. I'm pretty sure I, I have that correct. And so like I'm so, like, trust me. Look for other companies to be starting up and trying to do this um, after 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 this. Uh, you know, Aerolucha stuff. I guarantee it. It happened back in the day, back uh, back when I was first starting wrestling. Uh, there was a company, there was a promotion that was started in South South Florida called GWA, and Malenko was involved, and like Rusty Brooks, bunch of other people, and uh, um, yeah, they they raised a bunch of money like that. Mind you, the, the investors never got their money. <laughs> you know, it didn't go well for the investors, but. Um, that was back then, so. Uh, change, I know I'm going to change topic a little bit here, it's but okay. I know you invested in the the XFL. Uh, speaking of investors, uh, they, they got XFL got competition this week. Yeah, I uh, read that. You and and, yeah. and I got your text message about it too. Oh, good, because you didn't respond, so I didn't know or not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I, I I didn't know. Based on that news, as we're talking investors here, if you're Vince McMahon and you just got a billion dollars put to the side, and this this story comes along, how do you? Uh, how do you react to that? I'm, well, that's the thing is, is like Vince isn't a reactor. He just he he takes time and 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 uh, and sits with things and doesn't just react to them as as much as a, a people like myself do. That's the reason why he's successful. But I'd be pissed, right? Yes, yes, yeah, and 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 I especially be pissed because of the name that I saw on that on that other project, the last name Ebersol. I was about to I say, be it's him and Vince were boys. Yeah, yes. I thought they were tight. Yeah, but that's Charlie Ebersol. That's not Dick. Dick's on the board of, uh, he's on the board of directors. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, man. <laughs> and they the beat board. him to the punch, right? Yeah, and they're coming out next year. Yeah, uh, A lot of the same rules that Vince was talking about, a lot of the rule changes. No more extra point kicks, no more uh, kickoffs, uh, a lot, uh, no more onside kicks. Family friendly, family. Di- I mean, it sounded like the XFL, right? Yes. The only difference here is they're going to start a year earlier. They're using. They're going to do eight teams of fifty players per team. Are the they teams have- going to be owned by the league? No. Yes, it's the same format as the XFL. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the league is going to own the teams. It's not going to be a franchise model. Uh, they have a deal with CBS. Well, there'll be one game a week in season. The season goes from like mid February to April fourth. Uh, eight-week season, four-week playoff season, and uh, one game a week will be on CBS. I think the rest will be streamed online. 
I didn't get a vibe on where what what venues they're going to be doing this in. But it did make me think these guys are about to go snatch up 400 available high quality football prospects from across the country a year before Vince has a chance to do something similar. And that's that, sorry, keep going. Well, I mean, it just really deletes the pool of talent that you have available if you're going to be doing something 12 months yeah. later. XFL or NFL's got their first pick of the litter. This promotion's going to come in, take the next 400 in line, and then you, you're getting third dibs here. Yeah, and they also have a TV deal in place. Yes. Yeah, CBS. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of, I'm looking at the news and I, I hear what you're saying about how Vince isn't reactionary, but. I'm starting to wonder if the whole XFL thing coming back was like a fever dream, right? Where it was like flared up for 48 hours and it, it's almost like it didn't happen. I haven't heard a peep about it ever since. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. What do you like? I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to speculate right now on what's, you know, what's going to come of all that. Do you think I'll that'll just, they'll just scrap the whole idea? I would, man. I yeah. would. But I don't have billions of dollars and like all the gumption in the world and nothing to lose. So. Mm. If he wants to go for it, go for it. It, it just did it, – it smacked of, like, somebody with a little bit more money and clout coming in and just swooping it out right up from underneath you, and you find out in a press release, you know? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. I, you know, considering that you still, you know, probably have paper stock framed on your wall from the XFL. I thought I'd I just – no, but I do have the jacket <laughs> mint, right, in the mint jacket. condition. Well, yeah. I mean, it's still – it's going to depend. They only have a – we're 2018 now, so they only have a year to kind of put that all together. So in theory, it sounds amazing, but I mean, the first time Vince did it with XFL, that's the reason why it kind of fell apart. So with this new league, it's like it sounds great, but will they be able to put it together and will people actually watch it? And, you know, how it's kind of more about the product when the product comes out, because they can still fail. So, I mean, it just depends on how, how it all rolls out. And there's so much competition on television as it is with, with Hulu having their live streaming stuff and, and Netflix. and Like, it's just going to be, you know, how they're going to put this product together. Agreed. The thing, is, the thing about it is, is what, wherever they end up, uh, as far as on a, a, you know, a TV slot-wise, um, you don't need to perform that well to be considered success ratings-wise anymore. Like they, I mean, if they really, the number they'll have to do to be considered a success is not that big. They'll do it. I, I that's, that's how, I mean, I really think that, that they will. Whoever, I mean, at least off, if, and now if they don't uh, deliver a decent product, it's not going to, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's the product. Because if the product is good, then the sponsor will come behind them. If the product's not good, then, I mean, it's not going to. It's not gonna yeah, the cut. it's it's still just one more thing muddling the waters before Vince gets his chance to do it. Yep. You know, if it's a success, it's going to be hard on Vince. If it fails and that's a lot of the same ideas that Vince was using, I I don't know. It just it just seems like a headache for for Vince no matter how it goes down. You know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, don't expect to see Vince blowing a, a gasket in public over this. But yeah, I'm sure he's not happy. <laughs> yeah, I would love to be picking up the phone. God damn it, Dick. What the hell are you and your kid doing over there? God damn it, pal. <laughs> All right. That's the only impression that Liz thinks that I do well is my Vince McMahon impression. Uh, I have a question. Yes. Do you think Taker is going to come back for WrestleMania? Yeah, don't be silly. 
I, I feel like he already did. He already did his thing. I don't want to like see him. So they're just teasing everybody for nothing. They go, ah, psych. Yeah, I kind of yeah, feel that's like what WWE does. I know. I kind of feel like he's already he put the hat in the ring. It's like he's done his thing, and it just seems like I, I'm not really feeling the storyline for it. So mm. well, I'm glad everyone else is <laughs> feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Here, here I'll go off the beaten path because, okay. like, yeah, I'm I'm with I'm with you where I don't really feel I'm not I'm not feeling it's it's kind of weird because it's like John Cena's trying to do a shoot program. With the Undertaker, yeah. who's like a mythological being, that's yeah. a little odd for me, right? First of all, right? Yeah, well, but but isn't he gonna come back at WrestleMania with the fuck with the uh, with the motorcycle and the Kid Rock song and all that, that stuff? Was, yeah, that's the rumor with that. Yeah, that's that's not how he came out at Raw twenty fifth. Like, I, yeah, I but I don't re- think a lot was put into that that thought wise, obviously. Oh, really? Uh, but that's the thing is like I feel like if that's what they were gonna do, I would have absolutely left him off Raw twenty five, right? He yeah. didn't really contribute that much, and it would have been more appropriate for him to come back at Mania, the Raw before Mania. I am Mark Calloway. The Undertaker has gone back to where whence he came. But if you want to pick a fight with me, you want to pick shit with Mark Calloway. I will absolutely accept the challenge, and I'm gonna knock your ass yeah. out at WrestleMania. Yeah. So, yeah. and as far as like. You know, last year's WrestleMania, I knew that wasn't going to be Mark's last match. I was sitting there with Sam Roberts watching, and he was telling me, oh, this is it. And I'm like, I guarantee you it's not. 100%. And I was right. So that's weird. no way. That's not how you leave. There's no, I knew that he wasn't going to want to uh, end it on that. That's not where you, you don't want to hang your hat on that. Uh, well, well, speaking of, you, you talk about Taker coming back with the Kid Rock and the motorcycle. Kid yeah. Rock's, you, you know, going into the Hall of Fame. I know you guys are friendly. Uh, what kind of a reaction do you think Kid Rock gets at the Hall of Fame? Um. Okay. 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 I'm sure there's going to be some, you know. I think it might go a little bit along party lines. You Partisan think it's going to be a lines. political response? Yes, I do. Absolutely. I agree. That's a, that's, I'm glad you bluntly said it like that because I think you're right. Yeah, I, I wish it wouldn't, honestly. You know, I wish we could leave, like, you know, if, you know, I wish we could put that aside once in a while. I think the timing of it was just off, given everything that is, is, has been happening in other places and the stuff that he's uh, said in other events and stuff like that. The time, It's not that he doesn't deserve it. I just think the timing of it is just, you know, off. Whereas he might, like, everybody would be happy for him in a few more years or a couple of years ago, whereas... At this moment, it's just kind of like, mm. you know, whatever. Yeah, it's what are you gonna do? <laughs> Nothing what else are you but gonna watch. do, Nick? <laughs> You're gonna get your propane dome at the cocaine home. I don't know. I used to know all the lyrics to Kid Rock songs. I, I tried very hard there. Ball with the bada bang a bang. Jumped diggy, up diggy, the diggy, boogie, the boogie boogie. Set up, up the boogie. Yeah. Hey, Still I one of the best. I'm three foot ever. nine with the ten foot. <laughs> <laughs> The Are ladies' picks, a crazy hick. Sorry, yes, I grew up, I grew up oh, in Texas. I love this. So, this yeah. is great. I went through time like a bum through wine. <laughs> well, you're not allowed to heckle at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. There's signs everywhere that mm-hmm. they'll kick you out if you boo or heckle. So, Boy, they're going to have to do a lot of kicking out. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get in the pit and love someone. That's right. they're going to do the WrestleMania portion where they all come out. So, I mean, if you want to oh, do like a heckle there, yeah, oh, then you can do it there. Everyone's just going to shower booze there. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, if you, you want to. At least he's getting a reaction. Yeah. I don't hey, know. is there any other news? 
Uh, um, what do you think of the ultimate deletion that happened? Oh, now? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark that. <laughs> I thought it was excellent. It was so wacky, silly, crazy, different, you know, and I'm sure some people are crapping all over it. Um, I just, I, I was really entertained. I really was. I loved that. I loved when the, uh, when, when the, uh, the drone had the big hologram pop up out of it. That was classic. So what do you think, Nick? I thought it was great. Uh, I know a lot of people out there or a lot of hardcore fans that loved uh, the final deletion originally were upset that, you know, you couldn't say prepare the field for massacre, right? Had to be yeah. annihilation this time. There were little differences. Uh, it wasn't quite as quite as hokey, quite as graphic in some cases. It was a little bit more tame. Yes. But with that said, with that said, I like that they didn't give it all away, right? Because yeah. I, I very much think that in this case, knowing that you've got some time ahead of you, knowing that you've got the production company that you've got in your back pocket, I think it's smart to give people enough to get them excited and then hold some stuff back. I mean, these these this style that Matt Hardy has created with Jeremy Borash is not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but I, from what I was told today, I'm actually about to run a, uh, an exclusive here on WrestleZone. I chatted with some people close to the situation here. And uh, it, it sounds like Vince, you know, while he did think that this was going to be a bomb, right? Like he thought it was going to fail. Uh, pleasantly surprised by the reaction it's gotten online. They managed to do over 3 million people for the third hour. That's right. Uh, including, including the overrun, which is an exceptionally respectable number to do in that third hour. Uh, it didn't like do, you know, a crazy increase, but it, it maintained, if not did a little bit better than usual and opens the door for, for more of this. And they, so did, a, they did a pretty long overrun, Nick. It was like 15 minutes over. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm watching it and I actually had a couple friends over and uh, Liz didn't see Final Deletion. So I was like, just brace yourself for this. But I had a couple friends over and we were watching it and it was just such a blast. You know, it was in I'm wa- as yes. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking about the casual person who's flipping through channels. Right. Yes. And like if you're flipping through channels and you see WWE and you see Kevin Dunn's WWE, you know what it looks like almost like immediately. You know, like you can tell I'm watching WWE. And you either like it or you don't like it. But in this case, I feel like if you're flipping around and you see this and it totally looks different, you're like, what the F is this? You are so much more inclined to stay on that channel for a little bit longer and check out what's going on. And that kind of uh, diversity, that kind of you know sampling on WWE television, more of that, please. Yes. I just it was so cool. Yes, exactly what you just said. Flipping through channels could care about wrestling, could care less about wrestling. I see that. I'm not turning the channel. I'm stuck on that. Exactly. And and I wonder if, you know, I, I someday I'll get Vince on a podcast. But I do wonder, right, you know, he's looking at this, and he's been producing the evolution of pro wrestling production for, like, 30 years, right? He's seen yeah. it going from single shot, maybe a couple crane cams in big stadiums to, you know, the slick Kevin Dunn production that it is now refined. You see something like that, though. Do you say, man, how do we, how do we maybe do more stuff like this integrated into the casual product? Do you think that's something that crossed his mind? Mm, maybe, maybe. Is that something you think they should do? 
it's different, right? Yeah. I always for years I always wondered what pro wrestling would look like if it was produced theatrically. You, you mean know, like cinematic. Lucha Underground? <laughs> yeah, like well, like Lucha Underground, right? Like Lucha Underground. Yeah. Um, but this I think took it a little bit step further in a way. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. Just because, like, when Lucha Underground happens, you know, they do stuff outside the ring that looks very theatric. But once they get into the ring and they start filming a wrestling match, it, it's it's kind of the same, right? They get out of the ring and they can go anywhere. You can play in outer space. You can throw somebody to Montaza, whatever you want to do, right? Yeah. But in this, the actual wrestling match, you had all these angles. You had underscore to it. Um, it, it the actual way the wrestling match was filmed, I thought, was very, very different. Um, and it was any- well put together too. I really liked the match they put together for that. It was very smartly done. Made sense. Matt yes. just got right on top of him, and just like a rabid animal was just pounding on him. You know. Yeah. That's yes. great. Yeah. I agree. Where were the Bludgeon Brothers in the dilapidated city? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like before we saw this, I mean, people could have. Like, what it was was, like, great, right? But I think before, like, we knew what it could have been, people could have had the assumption that it could have been, like, really terrible. Oh, they're not yeah. going to do this right. They're not going to do this right. But when you're watching it, like, granted, there was a little bit of differences where there was more wrestling involved in this one. There wasn't as many, like, people coming in and doing really ridiculous or, like, everyone saying hokey stuff. Um, but basically having those differences, it turned out to be okay because the, ver- the difference was that in TNA, we got to see the progression of Matt going crazy. So it was little by little where it was building up, which is why it made it so well versus here in WWE. He's been losing and now he's gone crazy. So it's a little bit different. And I think that having the WWE do their version and TNA doing their version, it's great because you don't want them to do exactly the same thing, but also still have that same charm. And I think it was there in different pieces in different ways. I agree. Uh, one one kind of controversial part of Ultimate Deletion that I absolutely have to ask you about, Sean, yeah. is Jeff Hart. Yeah, I they was left, just about to mention that. Yeah, they left Jeff in, and he yeah. added a DWI over the weekend. Yeah. Um, I personally don't have a problem with that. Uh, I, um, I, I mean, that there, there hasn't been a court, like, you know, he hasn't... Uh, he hasn't pled guilty or anything to, to any of that yet. Um, but, you know, I don't know if, if I don't know if they would, uh, with the lesser star, if that same, you know, situation would presumption of innocence would be applied. <laughs> is this just going to, is this just going to drift away to steal a Uncle Cracker lyric there? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I think once it, I think once it like comes to you know, you know, once there's an appear, a court appearance and something like officially happens, I think they'll deal with it then. I think they're just trying to get you know get to WrestleMania at this point. You Uncle know? Cracker didn't sing "Drift Away," did he? Well, he re, he covered it. Oh, he did cover it. That's yeah. why he was in head. Sorry. Yep. That's I was thinking about the last couple sentences you spoke. Apologize. All right, so you weren't even paying attention to what I just said, were you? <laughs> <laughs> Pay me back. Sorry, very important. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I was, I was bummed to hear Jeff did that. So anyway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, yeah. no, Dad, it's like, and at this point, are you surprised that Jeff hasn't kept himself out of these situations? Um, I think he's done a, pr- a pretty good job considering where he was at one point in his life. I think if we look at, because I've been there, I was where he was, uh, and so I know, um, and it's it's amazing that he's 
been doing as good as he as he has. You know, um, a lot of people don't understand. Uh, I do. I'm not going to get into details because it's not for me. Well, that was one of the reasons why he never, like, when people tried getting Jeff to say anything bad about TNA, that's why he never did, because they 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 helped him, they helped put, it, put him through rehab, so when people were expecting him to say something bad about them, he was like, no, because they helped me out during, you know, a really rough time mm-hmm. in my life, and I think it just sucks to hear that he's kind of, I guess you can say, gone back to that, because you, you don't want to hear that about mm-hmm. him or about anybody, and especially knowing that if he's not in that, how much potential there could be. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, I I was I was I was you know I wasn't even gonna really comment on it, but since we're talking about yeah, it, it it's it it bums me out. Um, but we'll see, we'll you know we just gotta see what happens. I'll, I'll I'll flip it up here. Yeah, help uh, me out here, I, Nick. I wanna I wanna talk about Mustafa Ali. Can I Please. talk about how much I love Mustafa Ali? Yeah, let's talk about it because um, you know I was actually we we're gonna have him on the show today. We got a little mix-up, so we have you on. <laughs> You're no. obviously looking for another high-qualified luchador cruiserweight to fill in. I understand. Well, I what it I'm... is is that I know that you guys are, are close, and uh, you know, you're from the same neck of the woods, and uh, and you even managed him on the independent scene. I did. I did, yeah. I managed. Uh, I went back. Uh, I got your, your message uh uh, on the treadmill, and I was like, man, I want to go back and find out when was the last time I worked with Ali. It was 2012, uh, 2012 13, something yeah. like that. It had been like five years. Um, but when I got paired up with Ali, I had been, uh, I had managed two like terrorist wrestlers, right? As Ronaldo Piven. I yeah. had managed uh, the Sheik. There was just like a normal Sheik, a generic Sheik in Chicago I did a show with. And then the Almighty Sheik I, I managed for a time uh, for Billy Corbin's Resistance. Right. And so when I showed up, to, to Proving Ground, which is where I, I managed Ali, and I met Ali for the first time. They said, this is Prince Mustafa Ali. We we want you to be his manager. I immediately was like, all right, what do we do? You're going to come out, say something. I'll translate it for you. You know, I'll carry the flag. And he immediately shut that down. Oh, you thought was, it was going to be some kind of Durka Dirk stuff? Well, I mean, Prince Mustafa Ali, that was the thing is like I had been given these sheiks and stuff to work with. And I thought that's why I was getting brought in to do more of like what they had seen me do. Right. I didn't know Ali for for really much of anything at that point. You know, I knew he had some buzz from the scene, but that's about it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But when I came in and I, I asked him, I'll never forget. He just immediately shut it down. And he said, we don't do that kind of stuff. I don't do that kind of stuff. I am Prince Mustafa Ali. I am one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. You are my manager. We, you're going to help to help me cheat to win, yeah. but we, we don't play into any of that stuff. And I was, from that moment, I immediately had a ton of respect for Ali, and it is no surprise to me to see him where he is right now, incredibly gifted performer. Uh, he is 100% a guy that lives or dies uh, by his, I, I hate to say, like respect for himself and the people around him. But he has a certain mantra that he lives by, and he wants to make the world a better place, and he wants to be a good person and, and make it better for his kids. And that is all real. This man yeah. was a Chicago He was a police cop. officer, right? He was a Chicago cop. When we, I, I didn't really know that when I was at Proving Ground with him, but we later went on to work at a, a company called Freelance Wrestling here in Chicago, and that's where I really kind of found out about it. And we worked there for several, a couple of years, actually. And I would remember, you know, Ali showing up. He was like, hey, Ali. How was your day? And he'd be like, uh, we had to do a drug raid today. I had to bust in with a bunch of guys with guns 
to bust up a drug den on the south side. And I was like, <laughs> me too, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's he is the real deal. I, I have never met, uh, been more impressed, uh, been uh, respected somebody more than Mustafa Ali. And I, I mean that genuinely. I mean, he's a real inspiration. And I mean, I'll, I'll let you comment on his in-ring ability, Sean, but... Uh, I, I mean, the guy is like butter in there in the ring as far as a cruiserweight competitor goes, in my opinion. Yeah, and he's, I just like the, I like the way he puts stuff together in his matches, and I like, I like his choice of, uh, of offense because he uses some of the moves I used to use. So you know, <laughs> you know, somebody come, somebody like I think they, one of those either he, he or Gulak last night. I was, I was uh, talking with both of them through uh, messaging. And okay. uh, one of them apologized for oh the X Factor. I'm like, it was sweet. I'm like, why would you apologize for that? You know, um, it was placed well, and uh, and you know, I'm I'm you know, and uh, finally finally a man's doing that move. Instead, it's always been like one of the Bellas or or one of the ladies. Nothing wrong with those with the ladies doing it, but you know, I wouldn't mind a one of the one of the fellas doing it as well, and he puts his own spin on it. Yeah, he does the dive through the ropes, yeah. roll, jump, X factor. Yeah, he also does it uh, coming up the ropes. A guy pops him up, and he drop kicks a guy, um, which is was one of my signature spots back in the day. So, um, you know what that that kind of stuff I, I notice that, and it, you know, it yeah. makes me feel good. Well, and I mean, I mean, just in general, I mean, what a transcendent kind of character you know yeah. not just that he doesn't play into all the kind i mean not to say jinder mahal is going out there and being the sheik or whatever but he, he kind of is you know got some 80s style yeah. anti-american evil forwarder sentiment to him you don't see a lot of guys if any like ali go out there and i so desperately want to see him succeed what a i mean what a model what yeah. a hero for, for kids in the Middle East, for kids in Pakistan. That's I shouldn't right. say Middle East. I think it's like in, uh, uh, Asian American, yeah. you know. But uh, what an inspiration. Uh, his, you know, goes out and hugs his wife after his win. Uh, wearing a hijab at ringside. You don't see that kind of thing. We're in a culture right now where there are real fear of the other right now yeah. in this country. Yeah. And uh, we need more characters like Ali. We need more men like Ali out there standing up and saying, this is who I am. This is how I'm going to be, and you can roll with it, or I'll go back to being a cop, whatever yeah. it may be. But Ali will not go out there and do anything he doesn't stand behind. I know that much, and I'm very proud to see him going to WrestleMania here and, and possibly winning that cruiserweight championship. Yeah, I know. I I kind of picked him to went to went, like I pick. I'm picking him to go all the way. Actually, I hope. Yeah, I hope he does. Yeah, um, and uh, hmm. Oh, what was I just going to tell you about him? You did such a nice job of talking him up just now. But, it's like I was his manager for so yeah. long, right? Like I, I'm used to just saying nice things about him to the public, you know? Yeah. But, <laughs> eh. So, yeah, we're, we're big fans of uh, of Mustafa Ali. Yeah. And I'm a, like, and, and I got to thank you for that because honestly, I could, there's a lot of stuff going on in wrestling right now. So uh, you you pointed that that you pointed him out to me. So. He's the real deal, man. Yeah. And, like, that's the thing. He's, he's not real braggadocious. He's not going out that's there right. and cutting Ric Flair promos. He is a man. He is a man who yeah. wants to go out there and represent himself well, represent his culture well, and prove that through hard work and quality work, 
you yeah. can go out there and change the world and change perceptions. And I think that he's in the state of doing that every single day. So now I know what I was going to tell you. The people like him. Yeah. The people like him. When you put a, when you put a match like that at the end of a long uh, set of TV tapings and the people are still getting with it like that, that tells me something. Oh, absolutely. And again, yeah. it's like, you know, that and I, you know, wrestling culture has changed so much over the last 20 years. You know, we talk yeah. about the evolution of just societal norms and things like that. And I'm not going to be ignorant to the fact that there are wrestling fans out there that are a little bit more closed minded. There's also some that are more open minded. But Ali, you know, that's the great thing about pro wrestling. There's no words that need to be spoken. You can go that's out right. there and have a great match and let that speak for itself. And you could be cheering that guy. And when he rolls out of the ring and he gives his wife. Uh, a huge kiss and she's wearing a hijab right there and he can make you for that moment sit there and think whoa you know that's not what i expected to see here maybe i can reflect on that moment there yeah it's a little it's a little thing but again that's what makes ali the man and uh, i really i put all the titles on him yeah. that's my opinion so let's talk about that match yeah with gulak last night they kicked the shit out of each other yeah there are a yeah. lot of hard strikes in that match yep Good for them. You know what? Like, that's not, you can't, and just like the backdrop that he took, he said that thing was, he said it was brutal off of the, uh, off the announcer's table. But those are the things that you take, you take those chances and, and uh, you suck it up on, on things like that. It's like, you know, you pay for it later, but it's a good call at the time. You know, it's one of those things, well, okay, yeah, this is going to do some damage, but it's worth it. You know, and that was, a, it was, and it meant that was really good. Uh, uh, you know, people sometimes do, things like that are wasted. That wasn't. Uh, I'll quote Curtis Axel now: "The chains are off in 205 Live, right? These yes. guys are not supposed to go out there and wrestle like Rod SmackDown superstars. They're supposed to go out there and wrestle like 205 Live superstars now, right?" No, that's that's just it. They're, um, yeah, exactly what you just said. The chains are off. Uh, I, I I told Hunter. I said, man, like. This 205 live show is about 100 times better. Oh, night and day. Yes. Night and day better. Yeah. And like to the point where I'm, all, I'm, I'm on board now. You know, like I've been critical. Well, not critical, but I, I had my doubts since the beginning of that 205 live. And especially with the way, like, you know, it had been treated. Uh, but I'm all in on it now. Like I'm behind. I, I, I was always behind it um, and supportive. But, like, I'm in on it and I believe in it. Well, you said you were all in before, so I expect to see you here in Chicago September 1st. That's Actually, I might be. Good. I don't think about I don't think I'll be in the ring, but I think I might I think we might show up for that podcast thing. I was hit, oh. I was hit up about it. Oh, well, yeah, I mean come sleep on my couch, right? right. You and Lula come over here, you know, I'll make you some soup. Yeah. Well, Ian's there. Ian lives right next right down the street from you. Ian, you know, Ian Kaiser Sosa. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, I didn't know you that, know Ian actually. from here. Oh, the guy for the Tomorrow that. Show. Oh, okay. Yeah, he lives like he lives like about half a mile from uh, from Nick. Wow. Yeah, maybe less. Small Anyways, world. who cares? Fantastic <laughs> <laughs> end. Uh, all right. Wow. Way to go out, man. Just I feel like they're in the back. They're like time to take it home right now. Yeah. Hey, is there anything else? New huh. Japan this weekend. Anyone going to New Japan this weekend? Are you going to New Japan oh, on yeah. Sunday? Oh yeah, I'll be there. Here? Yeah. No, I'm. I'll, no, I'll be in. Uh, I'll be in Erie, Pennsylvania, talking to people about drug addiction. Awesome. Yeah, Lula <laughs> and I. So. Uh, I want to ask uh, one last thing, and then yeah. I'll wrap it up. I got one. Uh, what do you think about the Mula name change? Appropriate? Not appropriate? Appropriate that they changed the name? Yeah. Of course, it's appropriate. Um, 
Just wondering. Yeah. Yeah, and everything. Look, look, that's how it should go, okay? You know, um, hey, sometimes when, when we're, when, if, if we're in a bubble, we can be quite tone deaf. Uh, um, look, I think that thing went how it was supposed to go. Uh, you know, um, ideally, okay. People didn't like it. They spoke up. Uh, they reached out to, you know, sponsors. You know, it, uh, WWE heard it, and they and they and they changed it. You know, and you can go like I had somebody like hit me up and go, yeah, well, they wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for this and this. Look, sometimes you should just take the win, and not quite. You know what? This is one of those times. Just take the win. It, 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 it's, uh, you know, it put, uh, I don't want to get off. I didn't want to really get off that much into it because I have my personal opinions on it. But That's why I asked because I know you. Yeah. Like, I want to poke this guy about it and see if I can get him in trouble. Yeah, on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's honest. So, yeah. I'm put some crazy glue on the inside of your cowboy hat and put it right on top of your head, Sean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was actually epoxy resin, Nicholas. Oh, apologize, Sean Michael. Apologize. <laughs> All right. Well, um, hey, let's. Uh, do, what, what else? I think we're. Done. I think that's it. I think we're done, Nick. And I appreciate you, um, honestly, man. Like all bullshitting aside, I appreciate you know you coming on and spending the hour with us. Anytime, Sean. I will uh, knock out a 30-minute exercise in 10 minutes. And I kind of like, I felt like throwing up at, at several points in this, but I didn't because yeah. I respect you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, you got the WrestleMania viewing party with Mick Foley in Chicago. want to remind people of. Yes. Uh, go online. Eventbrite is where the tickets are available. Get your tickets to Mick Foley's uh, WrestleMania 34 official Chicago VIP kickoff party. Uh, me and Ross will pick up. Me and Ross Berman from WrestleZone will pick up as the host uh, after Mick's VIP portion wraps up. Uh, but it's going to be a whole blast. We're going to Mick's going to be signing a whole bunch of stuff. We'll be doing raffles there. Uh, Two-hour open bar if you uh, come as part of the VIP party. Uh, well worth your ticket. We're going to be piling that on with some more fun incentives. And uh, I will be down in uh, NOLA for WrestleMania weekend if you are going to the Hall of Fame or Joey Janela's spring break. Access on Saturday or Supercard of Honor on Saturday night. Uh, I'll be in a suit. Come say hello to me. Hey. And that you love wrestling. How about Joey Janela? He's such a he's so funny to me. His his, um, his latest is uh, Matt Riddle versus James Ellsworth. <laughs> Did you watch that promo video? That promo uh, video is so funny. Like no, Ellsworth, I didn't. Ellsworth gives all his accolades, yeah. and then it cuts to Matt Riddle, and he's like, he doesn't even have a chin. <laughs> it's just really good. All right. Look, yeah. hey Nick, I appreciate I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much, Sean. I appreciate it as well. You guys have a nice day. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you, Thanks, Nick. Thank man. you. All right. So, anyways, I take guess we. Well, no, we don't need to take a break, do we? Mm, no, let's just get let's just. Uh, events. Yeah, we don't need a break. Things. No, your right. upcoming events that I know of is WrestleCon. Yeah. So all three days you'll be at WrestleCon for that wrestling club with Mean Gene Okerlund, Al Snow, and Kevin Nash. Yeah, and I'll also be on. Um, it was it Saturday morning nine to from nine to noon. I'll be at uh, Access. Great. Yeah. Those WWE fans that want to come get your autograph and say. Yeah, hi. and there's other events coming up, and, and we'll you know I'll give I'll update my schedule, send my updated schedule to you, Jimbo. Awesome. So um, you can. 
follow. Uh, follow everything. me on Twitter at Jimbo in the yeah. booth. And <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to say one more thing, Jimbo. All right, if you guys can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Delcedo. All right, so you go on Twitter, The Real XPOC, IG, XPOC12360, Facebook, XPOC12360 Show. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter, you definitely need to. Uh, iTunes, five stars are better. Also, leave all your comments on YouTube. We really, really appreciate it. And I ran the marathon last week. I'm really, really sore, but I'm still collecting money for the next 60 days. Uh, if you want to donate for water pumps in Africa, everything at TK Trinidad. All right. Did you guys already mention what my, anyways, at the real X Pac, all that stuff? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing last thirty seconds? I was holding, I was pinching it off because oh, I gotta, I gotta oh. go. Time to wrap up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. Hey, I really appreciate you guys um, uh, tuning in, as always. Uh, what? What? The what are you pointing at? The Westwood. Oh yeah. And so, anyways. Um, See y'all right here next week. X-Pac 12360 on Westwood One and Jericho Network. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark Donica, Jimbo Frank, and TK Trinidad, and the entire X-Pac 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow X-Pac on Twitter at TheRealXPac and email us at xpoc1236show at gmail.com. 